This is a sheer, <coughs> a sheer on the Likutisichas Chelik Tesvav. Toildois Dalad, the fourth Sicha of Toildois. On the words where Yitzchak Avinu says, Lo yodaiti yoimaisi, I don't know the day of my passing. So Rashi comments, Amr Rabbi Shul ben Karcha, Rabbi Shul ben Karcha said, Imagia Adam leperek avaisav, when a person comes to the age of the passing of his parents, Yidag chamei shonim lifneihem, he should be concerned that perhaps his time of passing has come. The concern begins five years before the age of the passing of his parent. And five years after that. In other words, there's a range. Could be he'll pass away five years before that. Could be it'll extend till five years after his parents' age. But Yitzchak was 123 years old. And he said, Maybe I'm going to live in proximity to the age that my mother lived. And she passed away at 127. So once he enters into the 123rd year, and it's within five years of her age of her passing, he says, Therefore now he says, I don't know the day of my passing. Maybe I'm going to live the allotment of life that my mother lived. Maybe life of my father. His father, of course, lived to 175 years. <coughs> well, his mother lived to 127. And now he's 123, gone into the five-year mark. And I say that, gone into the five-year mark, in order to, with a star, um, points it out that it was, um, if you talk about five years, he should have started at 122. But at any rate, when he reached the 100, within five years, one year into the five-year mark, said, I don't know when I'm going to pass away, he started to be concerned. That from Fashtain says that we have to understand. First of all, what is Rashi, why is Rashi looking for an explanation why Yitzchak says, I don't know the day of my passing? Yitzchak said, he introduced his statement, I don't know the day of my passing, by saying, I've become old. And therefore, I don't know when I'm going to pass away. Why does Rashi need to introduce a rationale that he is within five years of the, the, the age of his mother's passing? Second question why does Rashi have to bring the name of the author of that statement, Rabbi Shul Karcha? What does it add <coughs> to the actual explanation that we're quoting in his name? As we know, the Rebbe says in R3 that Rashi does not usually quote the name of the person who said the statement he's saying to explain the parasha. And um, therefore, if he said, quotes Rabbi Shul Karcha, there must be an added value to that. Base. So the explanation of this is, in the previous said it says that Hashem, by Yitzchak, Hashem blessed Yitzchak. Rashi explained, why does it say that, it, and this it says, that after Abraham passed away, Hashem blessed Yitzchak, says Rashi. Why did the blessing to Yitzchak come dafka after Abraham's passing away? Nisyore Avram levarechis Yitzchak, says Rashi. Avram was scared, was fearful to bless Yitzchak. He saw prophetically that Esau would go out of Yitzchak would be born to Yitzchak. Esau is not a good guy, so how is he going to bench Yitzchak? Omar, so Avram said, let the owner of the brachas, Hashem, come and give a bracha to the one who he sees fit. And therefore, after Avram's passing, although Avram was the one who was dispensing brachas during his lifetime, but now Hashem came, the bala brachas, Hashem came and he blessed him. So if that's the question, the Rebbe asks a very fundamental question. 
If that's the issue, if that's the case, so now we have a big question in our Pasuk. Once Yitzchak knows that he has the bracha of Hashem himself, Hashem, who's being called the Bala Brachas, the owner of the Brachas. So Brachas definitely include within them longevity, long life. So Yitzchak should not have come to be pondering the day of his death when he reached 123 years old. Bahadaya, the proof would be Avraham and Sarah had a Bracha from Hashem and they did live longer lives, more than 123 years. So why is he being worried even five years before the age of his mother? He had a blessing from Hashem himself. So that's why Rashi points out that Yitzchak's worry was because of the fact that he reached five years within his mother's age. And therefore, when he says, now I've become old, doesn't mean just I've become old and I'm worried. I'm an elderly person, when am I going to die? I've become the same, I've become old in terms of my mother's lifespan. I'm within five years of her lifespan. That's why I'm worried. However, we could have a big question. Since Yitzchak lived 120 years, 180 years, that was his lifespan, much more than five years within the lifespan of his mother, so that's why Rashi says this worry that he had is a worry that's based on there's no definite um, pattern to it because Rashi points out there's a few ways. It could be five years before or five years after. And it could be five years before the lifespan of a mother or five years after the lifespan of a mother or five years before or after the lifespan of a father. So therefore, we don't have any question, how is it taka, that if there's this concern to live within five or ten years, how is it that Yitzchak lived 180 years? Because he lived five years younger. Taka, taka, he lived five years longer than his father. Okay. So we now explain why Rashi brings in this concept of being worried about passing within five years proximity to the parents' age. Which is why, even though Yitzchak was blessed by, by Hashem himself with long life, <clears throat> he still was concerned about passing within five years of his mother. Says the Rebbe, though we slept on the stand Even after Rashi explains this, we have a question. Hashem gave the bracha to Yitzchak. If Hashem gave a bracha to Yitzchak, that would have included long life. It definitely should have added to the natural life that he could have predicted in advance. In other words, more than he would have lived naturally. So if we're saying that there's a natural phenomena that we have to be worried about, the Seide Harogil is a regular order that within five years to a person's parents' life. So then a person starts to worry. So if that's the case, Hashem's bracha should have definitely added to that. That's Seide Harogil, that's regular nature. But Hashem blessed him. So why is he worried when he gets to the natural age? So two questions. First of all, why did Yitzchak not live more than 180 years? If 180 years can make sense according to nature, because it's five years longer than his father, and that's natural, where is the bracha that was added to his life? Number two, the question is, why does Yitzchak, equipped with a bracha from Hashem, say at 123 years, I don't know when I'm going to pass away? If that's the lowest amount of years he can live according to the regular order of natural events, five years less than his mother, 
So definitely the bracha would have added to that. Why does he get concerned at five years of, to his mother's passing? He has a bracha. Why does he say at 123 years, the lowest natural amount he could have lived, why does at that stage he says, I don't know the day of my passing. So now that I've introduced something also fundamental, valid, the explanation is, when Avram was 100 years old and Sarah was 90 years old, at that time they were called old. Not just they were called Avram and Sarah's Kenim, that they were old boy by Yomim, it says. They were complete with their days. In other words, they have already lived a full lifespan. All the, all, all the days that they needed to live, they had filled them and they had lived them. Aye, the fact that they lived longer, that's because Hashem gave them a bracha. So now we understand that naturally, the bracha of, the, of Hashem, Yitzchak at 105 years old already outlived the natural amount of years his father would have lived, which is 100. 100 is called old and full of year and full of days, right? So now that he's reached 105, he would have gotten to the natural allotment of years that he has. Five years more than his father. Bumela. Now when we look at the fact that, it, that at the reality, Alibadamas, both according to the fact and according also to the perception of Yitzchak, the bracha of Hashem did add many years to Yitzchak's life. And it actually added the same amount of time that was added to his father. Right? How much, if Avram lived at 100, he was called old and his days were full. In other words, that would have been his natural place of passing. But Poel, he lived 75 years longer. That's the bracha of Hashem. Now Yitzchak actually lived 80 years past 100. He lived till 180. So there's five years onto the, that's, a, that's an addition of 75 years to the 105 years he would have lived maximum in the natural order of events. Remember, if his father's natural age would have passing would have been 100. And we say that a person can pass either five years before or five years after their parents. So if we give him five years for that span beyond his parents, so Yitzchak's natural state of life would have been for 105 years. Now, just like the bracha of Hashem added to Avram 75 years, that same bracha that Hashem himself blessed Yitzchak added exactly the same amount of years, 75 years, and he lives till 180. So it works. And that's also, that's the way it was in reality, and that's also the way it was in the perception of Yitzchak. Yitzchak was worried, maybe I'm going to live five years less than my mother. So what's the cheshman here? What's his calculation? <clears throat> that the bracha that Hashem gave already added the exact same amount of years that my, were added to my mother's. They were added to my mother's life. Because Sarah would have lived to 90, and she lived to 127 years. That's 37 years more. And Yitzchak, if he passed away at 123, so, so Yitzchak's perception would have been like this. My mother lived till 90. At 85, that may be my lifespan, five years less than my mother. My, Hashem gave me a bracha. Hashem's bracha added to my mother 37 years. So Hashem's bracha will add to me at least 37 years. 37 years additional to 85 is after 100, is 122. So when 123 is 123, 
120, sorry, 37 plus 85 is 122. So once he gets to be in the 123rd year, he starts to worry. And that's why he's worried. So the Rebbe explained why Rashi brings, um, Rebbe explains why Rashi brings this whole concept. Why Yitzchak considers himself old because naturally his parents would have lived till 190, till, till 90 and 100 respectively. Could be he was destined to live only within five years of his mother, 85. So the bracha that was added in his perception of being unworthy perhaps to live longer would have been those 37 years when he's 123 years he starts to worry that maybe the bracha of Hashem for longevity has already been come to its max. But Pyle, in reality, he does live till 180 because there's also maybe he'll live five years longer than the other parent, his father. His father's life was 100 naturally. If he lives five years, if he's granted naturally an extra five years, so that would be 105. The brach of Arichas Yomim that Hashem gave to Avram makes him live till 175, so it lasts for 75 years. If Yitzchak's natural span was meant to be 105, and now he gets another 75 years, that's 180. So now everything works out. However, hey, we have to understand something. Rashi has already written that Avram's lifespan was really supposed to be 180 years. Hashem caused Avram to pass away five years earlier because there was another bracha that Avram had. Besides the bracha of Arichas Yomim, he had a bracha, you will pass away in, in a good old age. In other words, with a good reputation as well. In order he shouldn't see how Esav, when he reaches the age of adulthood, goes out to be a, involved in bad things. He passes away at 175. Still with everything, everything good, with all his offspring still being okay. So if, if we are told that naturally Avram was going to live 180 years, that means that Yitzchak, who has a bracha of Arichas Yomim as well, and Yitzchak, who could have also had the, the, the natural bracha to live five years more than his father, should live 185, not just 180. And therefore Rashi brings in Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha. He identifies, at least hiddenly, that Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha is the one who said this. What else do we know about Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha that Rashi could be alluding to? In the Gemara, <coughs> that Rabbi quotes down below Megillah, there is a group of Tanoim, Gemara talks about various Tanoim, rabbis in the Mishnah, that they were asked, Yomim, with what merit did you merit to live a long life? And each of them gave several things in which they were particularly cautious and identifying that those were the things that gave them the bracha to have a long life. So this same question was asked to Rabbi Yishuv ben Karcha, and he answered as follows. In all my life, I didn't gaze at the face of a bad person, the Russian. So in other words, he said that my longevity, my lengthy life that Hashem blessed me with, is connected with one particular caution I had. I was careful not to look at the face of a Russian. So we see from this, Rabbi Shul Ben Karcha is of the opinion that protecting oneself, being cautious not to look and gaze at the face of a person who's a Russian, this, in, this itself, is of value <coughs> with the same weight as many th other things that bring long life. From this, we can understand the reverse. 
Michlal Hain, from what's said as a yes, Atashmei Alav, you understand the inverse. And that is, if looking at a Russia, if not looking at a Russia gives you long life, if somebody is gazing deeply at, in the face of a wicked person, that can cause a diminishment of long life. Ah, so now we understand why Yitzchak's life is only like his father's. He didn't get those extra five years that, some, that sometimes you can get naturally on top of your parents' age. Because he didn't refrain from gazing at the face of a person who's a Russia. He looked at Esau. And Take, he didn't know he's a Russia. He thought that he was good. However, this gazing at his face caused that from the 185 years that he was supposed to have lived, because he was taken away those five years that could have been added to the lifetime of his father. And the bracha of Hashem allowed him to live exactly the same life as his father lived. In other words, the extra, the extra 75 years that he was blessed rather than, uh, so he lived a hundred years of his father, plus the bracha of his father, I'm uh, sorry, so he lives the hundred, hundred plus hundred, 105, he, so he lives, in the way that I'm saying now, he lived the full lifetime of his father. His father was supposed to be 180. He could have had the additional five, but that additional five was not added to him because he didn't have, as Rabbi Shobin Karcha says, the effect of looking looking deeply at the face of a person who's a Russia is a, is, a, is, a, is a disturbance to long life. So he lives 180 years. So we understand all the details now of this Rashi beautifully. Now that ever comes and tells us a lesson from this. Nyeina Shoter, the wine of Ter. The fact that Yitzchak had fear that he's going to live less five years than his mother, in other words, he took the lowest possible <clears throat> the lowest possible equa- the lowest possible um, possibility of life. His mother's passed away younger than his father, and five years before his mother's age. Yeah, that comes. And even when we're talking about his mother's age, we really could think maybe she's supposed to live longer, but she had her life cut short because of the incident of the Akedas. We say her neshama flew away. But Yitzchak, not looking at that, still was cautious and still was concerned that he's going to pass away five years before the untimely passing of his mother. So what's the inner reason why Yitzchak has this fear? It's because Yitzchak, in his level, is kava gvura, is gvura, strictness, stringency. That's why he looked at every Indian with strictness and exactness. And he said, so, so somebody would say, well, I'm probably going to live to my father's age, you know, a long life. Yitzchak said, maybe I'm going to live to my mother's age and five years less than that. That's the way Yitzchak conducted himself in reference to himself. However, look at Yitzchak's behavior when it comes to benching somebody else, a second person. In his bracha, he gives the highest bracha. It's furthest removed from strictness, exactness, and being um, 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 exacting in his blessing. This blessing that he gives incorporated things of Shemaim of heaven and all things of earth. As we say, Hashem should give mital Shemaim from the dew of the heaven, the highest form of heaven. Umishmani <coughs> from the fats of the land. So the greatest of heaven and the greatest of earth. Such brachas that are even bigger than the brachas that Yankiv gave his sons. 
and the brachas that Moshe gave Yisrael, right? And you know that we say them every uh, every Matzah Shabbos, right? The doesn't say the same in the Sikha, but we all know. So this is a hero, this is the teaching in Aveda of each of every Yid, because every Yid says about Yitzchak that he's our father, Yitzchak Avinu. And that means that we have the character traits, things we have to adopt in our lives from Abraham Yitzchak Yaakov. What can we adopt from this character trait of Yitzchak that he was so strict on himself and he was so abundantly expansive to others that a Yid, when he's even in a state of being strict on himself, and that's why he's being very stringent on himself and he's judging himself quite judgmentally. That should only be the way he treats himself. When it comes, however, to when it comes to helping somebody else, then he should conduct himself with a kav of chesed in a benevolent, expansive way. Treat him with a midah, with the attribute of toiv, of good, and give him an abundantly open-handed, expansive good without any tzimtzumim, without any contractions, without any limitations, till he gives him the highest thing, mitala from the dews of the heaven and from the fats of the earth. That's the way you treat somebody else. That's locha.